1: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products, wheels, brakes, suspension. Just to name a few, go to tirerack.com slash colin. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast,
3: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.
0: This is Uncanny USA.
4: He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed.
5: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
4: The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God.
0: With Jason McIntyre.
5: It's that time, ladies and gentlemen. Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. Friday, February 5th, Super Bowl weekend is here. Guys, I'm so excited for the biggest game of the season. I will say it is uh, something of a melancholy feeling as well. The end of the football season means... uh, the hell are we going to talk about now? Every day there's great NFL content on the podcast. Obviously we'll pivot to hoops easily, but I'll miss football. Uh, I know there's a lot of wives out there who probably think the way my wife does, oh my gosh, we can do stuff on Sundays now. Very exciting Uh, for the younger guys out there. I guess that just means you can go harder on Saturday nights. Um, We have a great guest later in the podcast, a guy I've known. I mean, since I got to FS1, he's been there, Greg Jennings. And, um, you know, we go way back, super good guy, smart football mind. He does announcing. He's gotten into bodybuilding, which is crazy. I Wait till you guys, you will be inspired hearing Greg Jennings talk about dieting. And he doesn't even like the word diet. It's caloric intake and what you don't eat, what you do eat. It's crazy. You're going to love that. First, I think I'd take a couple minutes to talk about the Super Bowl. It's here, Finally. And um, finish up giving out some bets. Quickly, some thoughts on the game. So, as of right now, a couple big injuries to note. The Kansas City Chiefs offensive line is a bit of a mash unit. Their top two tackles are out. I've been trying all week to figure out who's going to exactly play where. And I keep coming down to this. I'm betting on Jason Pierre-Paul to register a sack for Tampa. And Shaq Barrett to register a sack Uh, for Tampa. I think they're going to get to Mahomes. Listen, guys, last year in the Super Bowl, I will remind you, yes, I was on the 49ers. I took the points. Felt great for 52 minutes, and then it fell apart. But last year, the Chiefs' offensive line was at, I'm pretty sure, full strength. And the 49ers got home with four. Bosa, Buckner were dominant. They sacked Mahomes four times. San Francisco did last year in the Super Bowl. But what happened was, And remember, Bosa sometime, I think like a late first half or uh, third quarter, when when the 49ers went up 10, Bosa had like the inside track on being the MVP. You know, he had a sack. I think he had two or three quarterback hits. He was a menace living in the backfield. And the pressure was getting to Mahomes. If you remember, one play flipped the game. The 49ers getting home with four, they wore down in the fourth quarter the pomp and circumstance surrounding the Super Bowl, whatever it was, they got tired. 3rd and 15, Mahomes takes an 11-step drop. You really got to go look it up on YouTube. I'm not even kidding. 11 steps back on 3rd and 15, and uncorks a bomb to Tyreek Hill. Biggest uh, play of the game, I think it went for 44 yards, and that changed everything. I mean, if they don't convert that 3rd and 15, I guess they go. There was about seven minutes left And that triggered a 21-0 Chiefs run to finish the game. Covered for Kansas City. You guys didn't deserve that. 49ers were within the number for 52, maybe even 53 or 4 minutes. Uh, Tough beat for me. Um, But I just, I wonder if Tampa with JPP and Shaq Barrett are going to be able to duplicate that kind of effort against this this beat-up KC offensive line. It's really the storyline that I don't think people are talking about enough because it's so easy to talk about Brady versus Mahomes. But I I think right now the offensive line injuries is the number one thing that I'm watching as a football fan in this game. I think one of the big injuries that people are also missing out on is Sammy Watkins. I've been monitoring his uh, practice progress. It seems like he's going to be 100%. But then Thursday, limited in practice. And you're like, geez, there is a number you need to know. Mahomes and Watkins have been together for five playoff games. Three of those five games, Watkins has 98 or more receiving yards. They have some kind of connection. Um, I think there's a trust level with Sammy Watkins that, you know, they want to trust Nicole Hardman. If you remember, he had that brutal fumble on special teams against Buffalo a couple weeks back. He did. Make up for it with uh, it was like they made a concentrated effort to get him back in the game because they needed him, uh, Hardman. But you know, Byron Pringle, you know, I mean I, I, I don't know if you can trust Byron Pringle to come through in the Super Bowl um, given his very limited uh, workload this season. Uh, I think they're going to need Watkins. I think that's a big one for them. And ultimately, I, you know, I've got a bunch of prop bets that will fire on, but this is a chiefs team I can't bet against here. They've won 25 of 27 games, just because they didn't cover, you know, for, I think it was an eight week stretch late in the season. Everybody wants to write them off. But again, you look at some of these numbers and I wrote about them for Fox sports. Some of this stuff, like guys, you're, you're just, you're wrong. Think about this. Okay. I I had to dig deep into the numbers for this. All right. So Kansas city played six games this year against playoff teams four in the regular season. And then of course the two playoff games. The Chiefs outscored them in the first half. These are six playoff teams, okay? 114 to 48. Like, Andy Reid just is one of the best coaches in the league. I mean, he's certainly got to be one of the best all time. And, you know, yes, the Chiefs kind of had that habit of playing with their food in the second half, letting the team come back in, maybe the back door. And the Chiefs didn't always cover, Um I don't think that's going to be the case this, this weekend. I, I do like the Chiefs to win and cover three. I have bet it. Um, I feel pretty good about it. Um, again, Andy Reid off a bye. There is something. This isn't just noise, folks. Andy Reid off a bye. 26-6 straight up in his career. And 7-3 and three in the playoffs off a bye. So, I mean, you just combine all that. Think, think about this for a second, okay? So, in that earlier game, Chiefs-Bucks this year. Chiefs, um, they got 27 points and there were still 22 minutes left in the game. Okay? They were up 27-10. They had gone 0-3 in the red zone and still had 27 points with 22 minutes left. They could have easily hung 40-plus on Tampa. And they just kind of, you know, they dicked around. That's what they do. Chiefs get big leads. They're like, eh, they get nonchalant. Now, You know, a quick word on the other side, obviously, I think there's a huge coaching advantage for Andy Reid against Bruce Arians. You know, listen, Byron Lefwich, are you going to call runs on first and second down and then have Tom Brady bail you out on third down like you did against the Packers? Because that ain't going to work against Patrick Mahomes. I know you want to play some keep away. But the other thing I'm a little worried about here if I'm Tampa, okay? Let's just quickly go through their playoff run. Three straight road wins. Hey, shout out to them big time. Um... The first game was against a seven and nine Washington team, on its fourth string quarterback. Okay, they went through Alex Smith, Kyle Allen, Haskins, and they settled on Matt Saracen uh, for, <laughs> for the playoff game. Shout out to Friday Night Lights. Okay, you go to the second game. Tampa had to go to the Saints. Um, the Saints turned the ball over four times. These are the touchdown drives against the Saints in the playoff game. Are you ready? Tampa had touchdown drives of three yards after the interception, 40 yards. Um, I think that one was after the Jared Cook fumble, and 20 yards after another interception. They didn't have a touchdown drive against the Saints of more than 40 yards. Like, I, 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 listen, yeah, I, am I still a little salty for being on the Saints in that one? Of course. Um, I would bet the Saints again in that rematch. I would. Knowing Drew Brees' noodle arm. Um, and then finally, against the Packers. Listen, yes, I was on the Packers. Uh, and yes, there is a theme. I, I don't hate Tampa. I don't dislike them. Uh, I know a bunch of people who are friends who listen to this podcast and are, are love Tampa Bay in this game. I'll get to the line and the money and stuff in, in a sec. Um, we, I know people don't like this question, but did Tampa beat Green Bay or did Green Bay hand the game to Tampa? And there are two ways to look at it. Brady did throw three picks. Um, I remember Devontae Adams dropped touchdown. He is a top two or three receiver in the league. He doesn't drop touchdown passes, okay? At least not this past season. Uh, They had a two-point conversion that was dropped, which ended up screwing them big time later in the game. Um, They give up that touchdown to Scotty Miller on the final play of the half, which is unbelievably bad. And, you know, down eight with, uh, what, two minutes left and change? A, 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 they kick a field goal instead of going for it. Like, I, Green Bay just was horrific. You could see why Aaron Rodgers was pulling his hair out after the game. Just so livid. Like, I, I, ugh, unbelievable. So, I, I'm just, I think there is some BS in this Tampa Bay Super Bowl run. Do they have more talent than, than uh, the Chiefs? Yes, they do. But I give the quarterback edge to Patrick Mahomes, I give the head coaching edge to Andy Reid. Um, I'm going to give the defensive coordinator edge. Yes, Todd Bowles has been tremendous. He has more talent. But Steve Spagnuolo has done it in the Super Bowl, people. I don't see a big edge anywhere um, for Tampa. And I will say the one thing that has me going like, you know, significant, uh, uh, you know, big, big, big money on the Chiefs is um, if you guys, and this is is hardly scientific, if you look at – where the big, dumb money is on the Super Bowl. And this is where the public has its voice. You know, the Super Bowl, you get a lot of first-time gamblers in, okay? Uh, There's people out there, David Purdom of ESPN, uh, a guy who I work with, Vic Chotsky. um, These guys are tracking the biggest wagers, you know, $2 million on this side. Almost all the big, dumb money is on the Chiefs. And the line hasn't budged. So when you read a $2.5 million bet, on Kansas City, and the line doesn't move an ounce. That's not respected money. The reason you're not seeing three and a half is you will have the professional bettors, the guys who do this for a living, not who are here, oh, it's a Super Bowl, I want to get down a million dollars. You know, They will hammer Tampa at three and a half. Um, I don't think we're going to see it come off the three. I'll be surprised, but I do want to add this. In the last two playoff games for Tampa, there was game-day money that came in on Tampa against the Packers and on Tampa against the Saints. And the opposite happened with the Chiefs. There was game-day money on the Browns. I was on the Browns. And there was game-day money on the Bills. They were wrong on that one. Um, but money coming in against the Chiefs, money coming in on Tampa. And this sets up for uh, who do the books need? You know, we've been asking that question all season. Um, I, I, I'm, I don't presume to have the answer for the books, but my guess would be the public comes in on the Chiefs. I don't, I don't think it's a hundred percent lock. But other than uh, hey, let's let's win one for Brady. You know he's been here before. I I don't think that crowd is going to have their say. By the way, Tom Brady in the Super Bowl just five and four against the spread. Um, so, anyways, I I liken this to a Chiefs thirty three. Um. Buccaneers, 23, you know, uh, probably about a 10-point win. I think the over-under. Now, if you notice, that number has come down a point in the last, I guess, 24 hours. Um, it sounds like that has to do with the weather and the potential for rain. I would read nothing into that. I think the on game day, this number will tick back up.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
2: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game
0: is making money while you do it.
2: Here's your best bet.
5: All right, so I gave out two prop bets earlier. Before we get to Greg Jennings, let me give you a couple more. The prop bets earlier in the week, if you missed them, will a kick doink off the crossbar, or the upright. Really fun bet. This is just a four-fun bet. Pizza money. I don't expect you to go putting $500 on this one. Uh, plus 425 Um, depending where you get it. This has come down from in the in the 500 it's Listen, uh, I, I don't think by any stretch of the imagination Ryan Suckup or Harrison Butker are incredible. And we saw Justin Tucker double-doink uh, in the playoffs, and he is incredible. So, uh, listen, that's a fun bet. The eight or nine kicks in the game, um, you'll, you'll be in, in front of the TV watching that. Everybody you're watching with will be fired up. You're not going to the bathroom during the kick because you're rooting for the doink. Um, and I gave out Darrell Williams of KC, over 30 and a half yards rushing. Here are a couple more uh, prop bets that I laid. I already told you, Jason Pierre-Paul to record a sack, plus 140. Shaq Barrett to record a sack, plus 115. They're going against backup tackles. I like their odds. Um, I, what are the, what were the other bets? Here we go. Um, Leonard Fournette over three and a half receptions. So I gave this one out for Fox Sports, uh, in my column on the Fox Sports website, and I got a text almost instantaneously from Preston Johnson, professional sports better. He's been on here, AKA the sports cheetah. He's like, I really like that one. It's minus 138. So, you know, you, you lay $1,388 to win a thousand. Um, Leonard Fournette over three and a half receptions. They trust him more than they do Ronald Jones catching passes. That's a fact. If you look at the postseason, Fournette's targets each game have gone up. Uh, Remember, Brady's not mobile. He's not making plays by himself. If anything, he's dumping it off to Fournette. And if you look at the Chiefs linebackers, they're not very good. Buffalo Bills targeted running backs eight times in the AFC title game. Yeldon and Singletary had a couple bad drops, which really hurt. Um, but those KC linebackers can be had. Fournette can be a problem on a screen pass. Um, we'll see if Shady McCoy's is active. Um, we'll see if what Le'Veon Bell. A lot of lot of stuff to be determined on game day. Who's in? Who's out? Um, but I do like Leonard Fournette over three and a half receptions. Um, I also bet total field goals made in the first half over one and a half. Um, I, I by now you guys have all heard it. Tom Brady nine Super Bowl appearances. Zero touchdowns in the first quarter, one field goal, slow starts. I know that was in New England. He's now in Tampa. Um, I, I just, uh, two field goals in the first half, that feels easy. If, if you're a coach and I know um, Arians is no risk it, no biscuit, you don't want to lose the game with a dumb fourth down decision in the first or second quarter. You don't. You you take the points, you kick, and you trust your defense, which is a very, very good number one defense against the run. Second half, you take some chances. Um, So I got over one and a half field goals in the first half. And the last one, um, I I took Daniel Sorensen, the Chiefs' safety, over five and a half tackles and assists. This is also juiced, minus 138. Um, Everybody knows the Honey Badger. Everybody knows Chris Jones. But... Sorensen led them in tackles this season. Every playoff game, he's been six tackles or more. Um, He plays all over the place. He did 460 snaps in the box, 216 at free safety, 157 at slot corner. The guy is everywhere. He's going to be making tackles all over the field. I suspect the Buccaneers will be behind in the second half, throwing a lot of passes, a.k.a. Sorensen in the secondary racking up tackles. Over five and a half, I think, is a layup. Honey Badger, he's no pile inspector, um, but he's like the playmaker. He's looking to create fumbles, intercept passes. Um, Sorensen is the guy who's out there making the tackles. Uh, He's more of a thumper. Um, I do believe um, Tom Brady will be targeting tight ends, Cameron Brait and Rob Gronkowski. Brait, by the way, not 100%. And Brady loves to match up, Hunt. If he looks up at the line of scrimmage, and we'll talk about this with Greg Jennings shortly, and he sees Daniel Sorensen against Godwin or Scotty Miller. He's going to be going at Sorensen. More opportunities for tackles for Sorensen. So those are the bets I, I've given out. Obviously, Chiefs minus three. And I know there's been a clamoring, yes, I see your tweets and DMs. Jay, hey, where are the NBA picks? More college basketball. It's, uh, I, I, I'm I'm betting them on my own. I want to make sure the machine, which is you know, starting to percolate, uh, is hitting. I don't want to be giving out losers all year, you know? Uh, We had an awesome run for the first five months of the podcast. Hit the skids a little bit in December, which was disappointing. Um, But we'll bounce back. We will do uh, NBA and college basketball betting, obviously, March. Madness coming up. But uh, So that's my Super Bowl look. Without further ado, here's Greg Jennings. Allstate wants
0: to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
2: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.
0: You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it
3: comes to sports.
5: I know what sports fans want.
3: But for everything he
5: doesn't, he
2: knows a guy who does.
3: Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy
5: who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire, a guy I've worked with a ton. You know, he's played with Aaron Rodgers, he's been on TV with Jason McIntyre. Not a huge difference. He's now transitioning to a career in bodybuilding. I can't wait to ask him about it. What's up, Greg? How are you, man? What up, J-Mac? I'm good, man. Yeah, very excited for the Super Bowl, I gather. I guess this is
7: our official Happy New Year. Like, Yes,
5: yes. Uh, I don't think I've texted yeah. you since the new year began, but I'm fascinated by the bodybuilding stuff. Uh, we'll get to that shortly. Obviously, we'll start with the Super Bowl. And... um you know, your Packers are not here. Actually, let's start with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. They're not here. Aaron Rodgers chirping after the loss to Brady. I thought, honestly, Rodgers and the Packers had it. I know you have a uh, deep spot in your heart for that franchise. When You won a Super Bowl. You were dynamic in the Super Bowl. Um, any thoughts on the Packers and that loss to the Bucks?
7: Yeah, uh, first and foremost, I, I, I'm with you. I thought they had it as well. Um, I just thought this was the year with the way Aaron was playing all year with kind of the, the rapport that, that I was able to see in person as well as just like everyone else watching them play uh, between Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur and just the offense and them being able to move Devonte Adams around and get others to step up when needed. Um, I thought this was going to be that year and Tom Brady happened mm-hmm. <laughs> in the Bucks, But yeah. uh, as far as losing and the chirping, um, I don't really look at it as chirping. I look at it as something that was always an issue that uh, was suppressed because of winning. And that's mm-hmm. what happens when you win. You You're able to kind of mask or forego a certain thing because of the greater good. And that's what Aaron and the Packers were doing. And specifically, Aaron. If, you, if we want to focus on him, it was more: I'm not going to let what didn't happen in the draft, what you guys the route you guys decided to take and the route you guys decided to go, impact what I can do and what we can do moving forward. Right now, present day, and up until it bit them, which it seems it did, because. Devante Adams was kind of uh, kind of swallowed up, if you will, compared in comparison to what we saw him and his ability and their ability to move him around and to get him open in various ways uh, in that championship game. And so it it came back to kind of bite them. And I think that's that's the frustration that comes out. When when things don't work out, you're gonna go back to what you believe to be why.
5: I'm going to ask you this. This is probably a little harsh on the Kid King, the cornerback from the Packers who got lit up. I mean, Tom Brady was matchup hunting him in the NFC title game. Just abused the guy. I'm curious, as a wide receiver, you know, who had a quick, you know, you were out of the break like a jet. Do you recall times where you were matched up against somebody and you just knew, yo, I got a signal to the QB. I got this. Get me the rock. Do you remember those times? How good did that feel? I do
7: very vividly. And I remember um, when it wasn't me and it was just another DB that one of our receivers were matched up on and we went into the game. Matter of fact, the year we won the Super Bowl, um, the the Pittsburgh Steelers, their third corner, we knew he was going to be lined up on Jordy. We knew we went into the game like, Jordy, this is your game. Like, you better kill him period. There was no, there was no mincing of words. It was like, well, you're we're going to attack him and you better win. And the Packers had that done to them.
3: Yeah.
7: Like they exposed Kevin King and they had the, the right personnel with any receiver they wanted a uh, shifty, a guy, a guy or route runner like Godwin, anytime they wanted a play to be made, they looked at Kevin King. They moved him into the slot, made him uncomfortable, put him in situations where he was going to feel stressed.
5: Let me ask you, we saw the Bucks chiefs earlier meeting, and if you go on YouTube and you watch every Tyreek Hill catch from that game, he roasted Carlton Davis. I he mean, did. it was ugly. That first quarter, it was almost like, you know, you could see Mahomes at the line, and he would look— And he can basically see Carlton Davis, he's like, okay, man coverage, it's over. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just wondering, Greg, do you think Tampa does that again? Or do they give him safety help? Does Bowles not blitz? Like, what is the strategy? Because that's a clear hole in the defense. He had seven for 203 yards in the first quarter.
7: He did. He did. And obviously, (laughs) I think Carlton Davis, I think when you watch him play now, later in the season, I think he's playing a lot better, and with even more confidence. Um, But... Tyreek Hill is a very unique case you can I don't care how well you're playing you can't cover that guy just with one individual you just can't I I, and I know DBs out there are gonna say "I, I got him no you don't no you do he has a rare speed and quickness combo that and shiftiness and agility that you just can't you can't contain with one individual and you can't put that amount of pressure on one. And so, yes, they they will change that up. They will give him some help. And if you're trying to win the Super Bowl, Eagles are out the window. Carlson Davis understands he probably feels like I can perform better than I did the first time around, but ego has to go. Like we're not gonna give you that chance. You know, there might be a couple instances and moments where it has to work out that way because of the scheme and how Todd Bowles wants to blitz or whatever, but that can't be their game plan going in.
5: Yeah. Let me ask you quickly, another receiver, Scotty Miller, um, kind of an under the radar guy. I was not that familiar with him this year. And I looked this up cause I made the bet. He will have the longest reception in the game it was like plus 1100. You throw some pizza money on that. You could win some nice coin. And Greg, he had the longest catch against the Packers, the longest catch against the saints. And then in four regular season games, for whatever reason, Brady was able to find him behind the defense. And I'm not talking about yak yards here. I'm just talking about, hey, man, look at that little white guy in the slot torching everyone. Mm-hmm. And Brady just dropping it into a bucket for him. Um, you know, I don't know about Antonio Brown's health, but where are you on the Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, you know, slot conversation?
7: Uh, so I- I'm not putting him in front of Antonio Brown. That's just, I- okay. I- I'm just not going to do that. However, I will say, he is he is an effective player in the role that he's being asked to play in this offense. When you look at him coming onto the field, I don't care who you are, it it playing with the receiver core with depth. We had it in Green Bay. Jordy was done the same way. He was the white guy. He was the guy that everybody was oh, he's not, he's not fast. <laughs> he's not gonna get open. He's not gonna do this and that. And we knew it was almost like unfair cuz we would get to the sideline like dude they do this every time. I just let you run right by him every single time. That's Scotty Miller right now. They they don't respect his speed. They don't respect his skill set and until he gets to the point or they get to the point where they just treat him and you don't. You can't. It's almost hard for somebody to look at that that lineup and say, you got Mike Evans, you got Chris Godwin, you got Antonio Brown. Yeah, we put Scotty Miller on that level too. You just don't do it, but Scotty Miller plays with those guys. Even Tyrell Johnson as well. Yeah. They play with those guys every single day, so they're gonna take on that DNA. They're gonna take on that mindset, that approach of, and that swag. And that's what you're going to get. So I would take that bet yes. that you're throwing out there with Scotty Miller.
5: Oh, okay, I like it. Uh, let me quickly ask you about the Chiefs' secondary. They don't get a lot of hype, other than Honey Badger. I mean, you go you go down to Tampa right now and say, yo, who are the starting corners for the Kansas City Chiefs? And I don't think a lot of people could name them, but the job they did, Greg, against Stefan Diggs for three-plus quarters, he got a bunch of garbage time stats, but he, he was locked down. I need to ask you, you know, do you trust this Chiefs defense? Are they really almost underrated? The Browns had three points in the first half. The Bills had, uh, I think, nine points in the first half. Like, those are two... Top seven offenses in the league points wise. And Casey shut him down.
7: I I am a believer in this Chiefs defense. I, I think um if you watch them last year and even the year before, their defense was more front seven based. Like they mm-hmm. were gonna get after the passer and they had to try to hold up in the back end. I think that they they hold up in the back end a lot better because they've had some chemistry, they've had spent time together, and they know what they do well. And when you look at their their guys, like they they really believe. And what the job that they did on Stefan Diggs, um, it was a matter of everyone stepping up and wanting to accept the challenge. And that's what I love about this time of year. When you get a group of guys that They just raise – all you need is for everyone to raise your level of play just slightly. I don't need you to do anything above and beyond like trying to do outside-the-box things, but just take it on. Own it. Own that moment. Own that challenge when it's in front of you. And that's simply what they did. They didn't do anything special. Obviously, they knew, just like I'm saying about uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tyreek Hill, they better – eliminate Tyreek Hill, just like they knew going into that game against the Buffalo Bills, we better eliminate Stephon Diggs. If he becomes a factor and an impact player in this game, it heightens their chances of defeating us. And that's what you have to do. That's the name of the game. It's just win your one-on-one matchup, eliminate their big plays and their playmakers as best you can. And the Kansas City Chiefs secondary has been able to do that.
5: Yeah. Uh, so, Greg, I want to turn back the clock a little bit because I went on my Instagram today and I saw that five years ago this week, you and I were on the set in San Francisco, of all places, for doing some FS1 stuff. I don't know if you even remember it, but I want to ask, like, you were obviously a big time athlete. We've talked about your high school dominance and college and NFL. Like, did you think as a player, boy, when I get out of here. I'm going to go into TV. I'm going to be announcing games. I'm going to be in the studio chopping it up. Was that even like a thought for you? Or did you, you know, want to be a coach, a front office guy? Like what what was your plan as your career, you know, turned 30 and into the later years?
7: So to be honest, Jason, um, I, I kind of had an idea that this would be available. This media Mm. side of things would be available. However, I didn't want to take that avenue. Um, I I didn't. I just, I wanted to be, and here's the reason why I wanted to be away from the game. Like I just wanted to breathe, take an exhale. Um, And I did for about a year, almost not quite a year, but uh, about a half of a year. Let's say that I didn't do any media. I didn't do anything like that on this side, broadcasting, broadcasting. in-studio work, I just kind of laid back. And what you find is the game is like a part of you. Yeah, Uh, It's kind of a part, it's, you've been a part of it for so long. It's kind of a part of your day to day. And not so much that I had to be near the guys on the football field. Like I didn't miss the locker room. I didn't miss any of those things. I just felt like I've been inve- I've invested my time, my body, physically, everything that I have in this game for so long. There needs to remain a stream of income because of this game. Period. <laughs> yeah. Just regardless of what that income is, right. it needed to be. And so that was kind of my thinking. And you know, I have other things that we do my wife and I and whatever, but uh that was kind of why hmm. I decided to go into all of this. I,
5: I, I asked because we had Kerry Rhodes on the podcast recently, former uh, Jets and Arizona Cardinals defensive back. And he said he went through like almost like a depression after his career was over. Um, and like, you know, f- you miss everybody's cheering for you and going out in public and everybody wants a piece of Greg Jennings. Like, Oh, Greg, let me get the autograph. What up? Greg? You know, yeah. like how you miss that? Did you miss it initially in that first six months? I did not.
7: So here's, here's the thing. So Jason, so, and, and I tell this to guys and and people who know me, they, they can understand this. Like when I played, when um, when my kids were younger, I brought football home. Like I watched film all the time at home Mm -hmm. and because there was no, they weren't into so much and they were kind of, they weren't self-sufficient. And they weren't demanding of my time. <laughs> and so once they got to the ages of where they were, I walked through the door and they were running up, daddy, daddy. I had to get my work done at, in the, at the facility. And so I learned early in my career to cut that off. To not bring work home, and if I did, I involved them. Like my daughter grew up, and she loved it. She wanted to watch film, and so I would turn on and I would watch film that way with her. <laughs> and so that came, that became a little bit of my routine. But I was, man, I wanted to get away from all that. I never yeah. wanted the limelight. I never wanted to go out and, and and maybe because I I lived the era of Brett Favre never being able to go anywhere in Green Bay and. Mm. Aaron Rodgers not being able like that, that's that just doesn't everybody says that they want it but you just want to be able to go to the store and just go pick up some rice or some veggies or whatever some eggs and run errands and just be normal um does it feel good when people recognize you yeah it does course, but yeah. it it for me it never it never defined me um I'm perfect I'm I'm six foot I'm not the average like prototypical looking football player or athlete, if you will. Like and so I could walk into a store and no one People don't who, know who you are. They don't know who I am unless they watch the sport or know what I do or whatever. So it was easy for me to do those types of things. And so it became my norm. I I, I wouldn't allow um all of that to kind of define me. So I would take my kids out and if it happened, it happened, but I would cut that part off when I was with family.
5: I, I've got to ask about the bodybuilding stuff. So I had seen you posted on the gram about weight loss and I was like, oh, that's not a bad idea. And then like two months later, Greg Jennings is like flexing shirtless in my feet. I'm like, what the hell? You know, because, listen, I'll be honest, Greg used to see me in the hallway and be like, oh, J-Mac, oh, look at you. You know, you work it out. He would touch the biceps, you know, and I'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to get on your level. And now Jennings Is out here like friggin' Mister America, just supremely jacked, Greg. Where the hell did this come from? Uh, So
7: believe it or not, it was an inspiration. It was inspired by my wife. She ran a a marathon, and she signed up. She thought she signed up for a half marathon, and it was a marathon. (laughs) Turned out to be, and this this she's four months out, and she's been training for a half marathon, and so she has to switch up her training, but she said about like literally about 15 minutes after looking at the paperwork and saying, looking down and saying, babe, this is a full marathon. (laughs) About 15 minutes later, she says, well, I guess I got to do it. And that was her mind. That was her mindset. That was her approach. And so she did that and accomplished and got her medal and everything. And I remember her crossing that finish line and I was looking kind of selfishly like, dude, you got to do something like she, she's, she was never a runner, never. She hated running. And so it inspired me to do something. And I remember traveling to work to LA and I was in the airport and I went into one of the little consignment shops and I was looking at the magazines and I'm seeing muscle and fitness and men's health and all of that. And I was drawn to it. And I said, you know what? I want to be on the cover of one of those. (laughs) And I didn't know how, but I knew I needed to change some things up physically. And so when I got back home, I, I started researching bodybuilding and men's physique and how to kind of evolve your physique and change your physique in a, in a healthy way, naturally for me. And that's how it all came about.
5: I instantly started hitting you up like, whoa, what are you doing for the diet, Greg? Like, I need something. I was all up in your DMs like, oh my gosh. Because, you know, I'm getting old now and it's yeah. tough to stay in shape. And you start reaching down. And you're like, damn, I, I have no shot of a six pack now. And then I yeah. see Greg Jennings working it out. So Greg, you're entering contests, right? I mean, like, is this something you're going to continue doing going forward? Or do you think it's like a pandemic No, No, this,
7: this is a lifestyle now, man. Wow. It's... It's a lifestyle that I've taken on and I've fully embraced. Um, and it's really, to be honest, I, I never knew how passionate I was about health, uh, wellness, and fitness. Like I, I, never, I never knew um, until this. And this is just what I naturally just gravitate to, staying competitive, challenging myself mm. to evolve, to be better, to do something different. Um, and so there's no better way to challenge yourself than to change how you look yeah. physically. Because everyone looks in the mirror and they always want to improve something. But can you are you willing to go through the process of what it takes? And everyone every, the easy part, J Mac is going to the gym. That's,
0: That's easy. The easy. Yeah, part. It's the diet. That's man. the easy
7: part. How do you cut the cookies? It's, it's this. It's oh, this. God. And I know She's the viewers can't know. I know, I know that, the chicken? listeners. It's chicken and rice, and I know the listeners can't see it, but it's like it's the it's the nutrition, mm. and I don't. It's not a diet because a diet is a momentary thing. It's it mm. has a timetable on it. It's a nutrition plan, and, and oh, for me, it it had to become something that I knew that I would sustain, and that's where so many and I learned this. That's where so many people make the mistake. They listen to all these infomercials and all these. Uh, gurus um, on what to do and how to do it, and they're telling them like the cold, hard—you can't do this, and you gotta be bland and not. No, if you—if it doesn't taste good, you're like the likelihood of you continuing to sustain that is unlikely. <laughs> and so, for me, I needed to make it taste good. I needed to be eating something that that was gonna digest well, that was going to be appeasing to my palate and I found it. It it took me, it took me a while to kind of get my rhythm and get my bearings, but I found it. And now it's like, my kids look at me and I eat the same thing every single day. And they're like, how do you do it? And when now they, they start to eat it and they're like, Oh, this is good.
5: This is good. Yeah. And I'm in shape.
7: Yeah. Yeah. And I and I tell I tell I tell t- 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 my kids cuz they, you know, we all we all like something. I'm not a big sweets person. I've never been, so that's not my downfall. But they were eating cookies one day and they were making cookies and they said, "Daddy, these are puff puffs." And I'm like, "Yeah, daddy doesn't eat puff puffs." Oh. Because I don't want to look like a puff puff. Oh man! <laughs> like, and, and my daughter, my one of my daughters, she's a gymnast. She looked at it and then looked at the cookie and was like, "I and threw the cookie down." I don't want to eat oh. that puff puff. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, Daddy eats abs. Oh, like, my I eat my core. That is, oh, and that's how I explain it. Like everyone thinks, you know, getting the six pack and all of that is is difficult. It, it's not." I went the entire year, those photos that you saw, like that was an entire year of training and never performing an abdominal movement, a crunch sit up. It was all nutrition. That was all nutrition. And so for me, I feel like that's encouraging to someone who feels like I got to do these crunches or I got to do, no, you just
5: got to change what you're putting in your body. Yeah. Greg Jennings, everybody. Uh, That's inspirational stuff, Greg. Uh, Enjoy the game and I'll see you soon, buddy. Absolutely, man.
7: Appreciate you for
0: having me on. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
1: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events with access to the centurion lounge resi priority notified and amex card member benefits at select events you'll have to share that's the powerful backing of american express terms apply learn more at americanexpresscom slash with amex
6: i'm katia adler host of the global story over the last 25 years i've covered conflicts in the middle east political and economic crises in europe drug cartels in mexico now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
4: The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God.